Podcast. My name is Connor. I'm a chef and media producer. I am joined, as always, by my co-producer Darren Lafferty, who is a veteran of the food service industry. Super, super veteran, super veteran, super veteran. Um, our special guest this week is Alan Roden of the Rusty Buckle Barbecue Company. First, uh, as we always like to do, we'd like to say thank you to our sponsor, Duke's Premium Meats. You'll hear a little bit more about them um, between the two breaks. And then also we are f- uh, filming and recording here at Beavers on Westheimer. Shout out to Beavers for hosting us, giving us an awesome room to not only record a podcast, but a great space that all of our guests can bring their family, get a great meal. It is family oriented. Your family's here today, My too. family's with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a little camera shy or mic shy or something. Over Six there, zero so. two five Westheimer Beavers. Yeah, I see them. So we've got uh, a lot to kind of cover because you've actually had kind of an interesting, um, interesting road to uh, to getting into the barbecue world, world Alan. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't mind, just kind of giving us a, a a quick summary, quick recap of you know what got you to to where you are now. Quick summary, quick quick recap. If that's possible. Let's see. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, some of my friends that know me know that that's not possible. <laughs> I'll tell any stories. We hope but, to be friends after this. But so let's see if we can. Uh, let's see if we can go back to. I always liked to cook. Always, you know, tried to put things together that were not normal. Some things that were, some things that weren't. Um, got to college. Spent a lot of time cooking. You know, there's a lot of kids. I was surprised that kids didn't know how to cook. Right. We would go, if the weather was nice, we'd go fishing. We'd bring back a lot of fish, and uh, we'd go kill deer. We got uh, asked to leave more than one apartment complex in Huntsville. (laughs) (laughs) Some reason, they frown on you skinning deer underneath your stairwell. See, I was going to say, I'm from the city, so I was going to say, they didn't like us swimming in their pool during the summer, even though we didn't live there. So. You're in a whole different league. You weren't swimming in the swimming pool. You were skinning we deer. We were skinning deer. All under right. the, now, we were trying to be nice because we did wait until Christmas holidays. <laughs> uh, but they still frowned on that. And then right after deer season, you've got the white bass run. We were up at Sam Houston. And uh, we'd just go get ice chests full of fish. And then we would have different kids in the complex. would go buy the oil. Some would buy the, the meal. Uh, some would... You know, get the gas for the fryers, and then we'd sit and cook. But we would uh, we would feed all those people at the apartment complexes. And then I uh, had a friend that was graduating, and he was getting married, and he asked me to cater his wedding. So we had fun doing that. Uh, I catered that. He asked me to do some barbecue, and I said, okay. So we did some ribs. We did, uh, oh, I think we did ribs and chicken and sausage and beans and potato salad. So it wasn't anything too too extravagant, too, too difficult. And I said, well, you know, I'm just practicing. I want to see what I can do. I would love to be able to right. have a place one day to feed a bunch of people. This is That's what my dream is. I've got a degree in history from Sam Houston. And I minored in English in one summer. Uh, but I just never, I didn't want to teach. I didn't want to go into the insurance business like my dad was doing. Um, I was trying to find something to do on my own. So I yeah. went to a taxidermy school. And so I'm hanging out with my buddy in Austin. We're doing our thing. We're still killing a lot of deer, still <laughs> feeding a lot of people. And uh, 
come back and open up a taxidermy business and we're doing pretty good um the people though were still a little bit more budget conscious than they were quality minded um it was it was a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of tedious work right you know low yeah, it takes patience you have your, to do that yeah you have your supplies yeah. but then you don't have very many people that that do anything but you couldn't compete with that so i said all right what do we got to do now so we moved over to back to Huntsville where we had both graduated from school and I started working for probation. Um, things were going along pretty good. We decided to uh, not do the probation scene anymore. No, no, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> we get a lot of topics in this show and we love it. But we've never heard, we decided not to do the probation thing. Okay. Yeah. I now was, you're in Huntsville. I understand there's a prison there. I yeah. get it. Yeah, it's, so it's it must a, have something to do with prisoners on probation. Well, I was the community service coordinator. So what that meant was I was a babysitter <laughs> for violent offenders who were just fortunate enough to stay out of the penitentiary. Okay. But they were not decent enough to be left to their own 100% demise. 100% free. And do things within you. society okay. to pay right. off their community service. So you hours. weren't technically a probation <laughs> officer, but no, you I was were not an officer. I was you a, were, okay, okay. Corrections, uh, community corrections supervisor. Okay, all right. So we we decided that it would be best if I would do a different career path. Could okay. make it on what we were doing at the county, and uh, I went to real estate school. Should have done that twenty years before, or ten years before. Um, but like most young men, we don't listen to our fathers when they tell us, hey, mm -hmm. I, I think you ought to consider doing real estate. Mm -hmm. Well, if dad suggested it, that was a that pretty was a surefire idea. thing that I'm not going to do it right <laughs> away. There's and, always uh, a little bit of rebellion So yeah, even, father and son. Even to this day. So um, I get my real estate license, and um, we, um, the real estate office that I was with did something for the Chamber of Commerce. They donated a a dinner or something to whoever would throw the most money at them. So they were raising money for some charity. <laughs> and uh, these highfalutin retirees with the real estate license paid $1,000 for some dinner. And they said, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to just hire it and cater it and have it done? And I said, no, we can do this. I said, how do you mean we can do this? I said, we can do this. <laughs> so I put together a menu. Golly, we had a great time, and we Sounds went good. to these people's house. We fixed it for them. Uh, it was fantastic, um, and that really kind of lit my fire about just cooking for people, right? And or rekindled it, so to speak, because I was already burning with that. Um, we get down here to New Caney after we sold our place in Huntsville. We get down here. Um, I get my real estate brokerage license, and so I have my own brokerage. And I'm just a, you know, I'm a one-man operation. We get rolling on real estate, and we're doing pretty good. The area is growing. There's a lot of things happening. And uh, a buddy of mine says, hey, uh, we're having a cook-off this weekend. They wanted to raise money and have a, a sign put in, you know, where we could run a banner and people could see it and know what's going on yeah. and what little town we had. And so I went out to this cook-off thing, and I think they had – uh, ribs and an open entry and uh, a dessert and so some buddies of mine I didn't know anything about cook-offs I didn't know they had contests to cook all mm -hmm. I did 
I'd entered a contest. It was usually fishing. <laughs> you know, that's all I wanted to do. They were, they were over there having a good time doing their thing. I didn't know more what I was doing with a barbecue pit than a man in the moon. I cooked steaks, and I could do fajitas, and I could do little stuff like that, but I'd never cooked in a competition. I did, you know, second or third place with one of my entries, and then uh, I won the dessert competition. And it, <laughs> well, it wait, wait. so that automatically puts you into the barbecue business well it, because it was a dutch oven peach cobbler okay all right, okay. All right. so and all right. and my buddy didn't have any idea they were like what is this guy doing over there he's got something covered <laughs> up and they just knew they were going to waltz in there and get all the hardware right, right, right and when they called their name out for second place and then they called mine for first for that. That was kind of funny. We still laugh about that today. So we got to <laughs> we got to striking up a friendship. Uh, and he said, "Well, hey, you ought to do it. Let's do a cook off or something." Yeah. And, and he had a local team that he hung out with, and they did things with. And I said, "Well, we we like to go to Fredericksburg a lot." I said, "In fact, there's going to be a cook off out there. Why don't since it's not a, a points thing." Go out there and let's just me and you go yeah. out there and cook out there. Yeah. He now, said, yeah, let's competing go. against each other or on the same team? No, we were on the same team. Okay, all right. All right. So uh, we took his rig. He had a really nice little pit maker set up, and we went out there, and we had a blast. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I can do this. Oh, and it's good out there. You know, I didn't know the difference between competition and regular barbecue. Right, right. <laughs> to me, it's just you put it out there, you smoke it, you make it taste right. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, you've been competing against hunger your whole life. That's right. <laughs> you were so in competition. So far, so good. <laughs> you've won that battle. I eat for a living. <laughs> Me too. That. We'll drive for food. That's for so, sure. So, so we've got the we got the barbecue bug now that has bitten us, and uh, I said, well, Brian did that uh, that brisket. I did the pork butt. We both did the ribs and the chicken. We did the best with the uh, pork butt, by the way. Uh, so, um, shout out to myself. Shout out to the Gillespie <laughs> County Fair Association and uh, their their second place trophy. Nice. Um, Congrats. We had uh, we had some time that I wanted to practice, so I kept his pit and I went and got me a brisket. I was gonna make a brisket. That was the worst brisket ever. <laughs> I should write an apology letter to the manager. <laughs> My dog would not eat the brisket. Aaron Franklin said the same thing about uh, his his first brisket, too. Well, then maybe there's hope for me. Everybody's <laughs> got to start somewhere, right? Golly, this thing was a petrified salt block. <laughs> um, so, threw that one away. We keep on keeping on. You know, the Joe Dirt thing. You can't have no in your heart, man. You got to just keep on going. Here come the movie references. Yeah, here come the movie Bring references. Bring it, baby. Bring it. So we just, I like a challenge. And that was a challenge. Gotcha. Um, Franklin hadn't written his book yet, so right. I didn't have anything to just go to. As no YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we didn't have the YouTube stuff going. So it was just, you know, keep going, keep trying, keep trying, yeah. keep trying. And uh, we did some more cook-offs. And, uh Traded in the, the vault for uh, a Traeger, and uh, easy to, to do, just really neat, a lot more fuel efficient, um, really good for a backyard kind of thing. Traeger pellet, like a pellet? A pellet yeah. smoker. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, you piss off the purists, especially when your food is good. The stick burners don't like that. Um, and it's <laughs> actually, it's a little tiny stick 
high-tech stick burner. That's okay. all it is. It's right. an offset. You know, the, the firebox is behind it. We just use the implementation of computers sure. and, and fans. And, uh, you know, judge the product. The product, not, not the, the process. process. There you and, go. Uh, some, uh, wise shout out to Daniel once. Vaughn. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Daniel for that one because uh, he, uh, he, he preaches that very same thing. It's good common sense. Common sense. Uh, my goal in this whole thing is, is I'm doing the lion's share of the work at my place, and I want to work smarter, not sure. harder. Yeah. I got enough work to do. If I, can, if I can do something that still puts out top quality stuff that people will pay for and pay top dollar for, then so be it. You ain't cheating anybody. I'm not that. cheating anybody. You know? <laughs> like I hope people don't hear I, that and says, think that that's the It the says case. Rusty Buckle Barbecue. It doesn't say Rusty Buckle Offset Smoker. <laughs> uh, come get this, you know, product. Yeah. Well, based on what we know too, you've worked hard your entire life, I've, right? Now I've that had a pace. lot of fun. I've not been the hardest worker, but um, I've had the most fun getting the job done. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll admit that. But there's some there's some real truth and some real um, value in working smarter, not harder. Exactly. Right? And exactly. so if it works for you and Daniel Vaughn liked it, keep smoking. I was blown away. I was blown away the first time he came in. Um, we've only been open right now. We've been open seven months today. Wow. Today's May the twentieth, right? Yeah, May twentieth. We've been open seven months today. So, in let's see, he came in the first time in February. We had been open October. We'd been open four months. The snob walks in. The snob barbecue snob. <laughs> so. I see him, and I hear the order that he places, and it was like the third one in line. And I had already cut the first two orders. The first ones go kind of quick, mm -hmm. and I saw his, and he ordered lean, and I went, oh, shoot. Didn't say shoot. <laughs> and uh, that's not my strong point, and that was not my best cook that day. And so I was – the knife was going the wrong way. It was going left to right, not, you know, not front <laughs> to back. Right. Wrapped that brisket back up, threw it in the hot box, pulled another one out, took a deep breath. In the meantime, I texted my wife and I said, he's here. That was the code word for Vaughn came in. <laughs> she dropped what she was doing. And our principal at her high school, he's a big time barbecue fan. Okay. And he had already told us, hey, when if, if J.C. Reed comes in, if Allison Cook comes in, if Daniel Vaughn comes in, I want to know it. I want to be there. That's I want to meet one of those people. That's super cool. So he texts me back and he says, "Crap, I'm at <laughs> Truant Court." So he's got to go put up with all the bad kids that don't show up for school. Right. The only day he can't come. Which is I'm why like, you guys are such good friends. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have been on that list a lot. Uh, no, that was before computers. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Um, but you could get away with a lot with some flowers or blueberry muffins back in the day. You yeah. could give that to the attendants. Smooth lady. that over quick. They'd lose that blue card, and you'd start over with zero absences. <laughs> um, that still works today, I'll tell you. Uh, give, you give blueberry muffins to the right person? To the right person, yes, right to there. the right person. Um, so my wife shows up. She starts kind of just checking on things, making sure everything's going right. And uh, I said, where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Well, he's in the back taking pictures. Okay, well, at least he's not throwing up. <laughs> so uh, he not leaves. Yet. And he, he's nice. He's intrigued by the cookies, by the barbecue cookies. Huh? And he asks some questions about our smoking green beans. And uh, when he leaves, he takes another half dozen cookies with him. And I was like, well, that's cool. He's got five other places to go to today on his little right. journey. 
So uh, he was nice enough to take a picture with us, and he left. And I was like, man, okay. That was not my favorite piece of meat to put out there, but that, you know, it is what it is. It's a one-off deal. He doesn't want your best. He wants, well, he wants your everyday best. He doesn't want a one-off thing, rather. So um, the next time he comes in, I was really blown away, and I had no idea at all then that he was coming back, and he came back within like six weeks. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe he liked it. <laughs> and so he ordered moist brisket. And I was like, yeah, because <laughs> this one was good. I knew that every – You knew that morning. When I got out good. of the truck – and it's the thing, once you start doing this, and as some of the other pitmasters can tell you, when you smell it, you know what it's going to feel like. Right. And when you pick them up, if they're not floppy enough, you just let them sit there. Yeah. They'll be okay. Yeah. That was probably one of the better cooks I'd had, and I was very pleased with it. So you could have blindfolded me. I could have pulled any brisket out, cut it, and yeah. said, here you go. He liked it. <laughs> and um, when he left, he, he stayed there probably for an hour. He had a, another gentleman with him. Uh, in fact, somebody from 44 Farms, I think. Okay. A guy was there with him. They were going over to, to a tris in the woodlands that night that uh, they were doing that aged beef tasting yep shout out to tris and austin simmons actually yeah i mean actually that was pretty neat deal i wish i had known about that i'd have gone over there and ate with them right um tickets were probably more than i could uh afford that's two of us that's two of us maybe we'll get the invite next time we got a media pass that's why that's why i look through the media right now yeah yeah that's right (laughs) so uh he stood up and he said uh alan the brisket was phenomenal now I just wanted to fall out right there. Yeah. That's the ultimate compliment from somebody in the business that he's had the best that everybody yeah. could put out. And, and the worst, and the worst. And uh, yeah, right? yeah. So he, he's got he a good. Doesn't, he doesn't cut any corners or pull any punches. If he doesn't like something, he'll tell you. Yeah. But I was blown away, and um, never, never dreamed that you know I could go from not being able to get a dog to eat it. But now the barbecue snob says that it was phenomenal. Salt so, block. Salt block, I think you said. Yeah, uh, petrified salt block. Uh, charcoal, even. It'll probably turn into a diamond faster than anything. Uh, that was a terrible brisket. Um, but that just that blew me away. And, I, and that kind of gave me um, just kind of, I don't know if it was a re, rekindled my fire, but it was a reassurance yeah. that, hey, I am doing something right. Because for a while I thought, okay, all my friends are coming in and all these people, the regulars are coming in two or three times a week. They're all telling the same lie. They can't all be telling the same lie. I've got to be doing something right. You know what I like, I like about your story? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. That's your Is that, So, so we, we talk often and long about the fact that in, in the restaurant business, there, there are you know, classically trained chefs. There are those that have been to local culinary schools to get their degree, kind of like you did with taxidermy. I'm going right. to go, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to get some education, some rules, regulations, structure around what I'm doing, right. and I can go compete. And lots of people, lots of people, so far on our show, and there's been lots of top 25, Texas Monthly, there's been not some, but there's been some very successful barbecue restaurants. They don't have a culinary background. Their background is, I grew up hunting and fishing, and I just wanted to make some damn good barbecue for my family on Sunday. And boom, 20 years later, they're making a living at it. And not, not just, hey, I'm paying my bills. Daniel Vaughn walks in once and says, that's pretty good. 
comes back twice and says, that's phenomenal. Congratulations on, on, <laughs> on earning your stripes, number one, and then making something other than petrified salt block <laughs> yeah. um, that could make the Texas Monthly you know, editor, writer, world traveler pat you on the back and then give you motivation to go another 40 years that in the was. barbecue business. Um, I'm excited to hear about one more step into that, that owning your own business, how you got out of taxidermy, how you left you know, real estate. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, hear a word from our sponsors, which is Duke's Premium Meats, and then we'll come right back and we'll jump back in with Alan Roden from Rusty Buckle Barbecue. And uh, stay tuned, we'll be right back. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. Hey, welcome back to uh, part two of Cost of Goods Told. I'm Darren Lafferty I'm here with Chef Connor, and we are joined today. If you missed the first part, then you're really, you're really, uh, I don't know where you're under a rock somewhere, but uh, we're here. <laughs> I don't with, know how you listen to a podcast. That's right. Part one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a numbers guy, too. Numbers and letters. Hey, A, B, C, <laughs> one, two, three. Anyway, part two, Cost of Goods Told, here with Alan Roden of Rusty Buckle Barbecue, and his wife and daughter are here as well. So thanks for hanging out with us, making time. I know you're busy. Oh, this is a pleasure, man. I enjoy a, enjoy a chance to get to come down and, and see some more people in the industry. We enjoy you. Thank you so much. We, we're leading up to, in part one, we've talked about your, your very adventurous um, <laughs> upbringing into the life of barbecue, right? Which, we're getting which, there. Yeah, which have, really isn't that strange. I have conversational ADD, Darren. Come on, man. <laughs> well, that <laughs> makes two of us, so somebody's <laughs> got to keep us in line. We're gonna but, chart it out. On, but I mean, between hunting and fishing, um, you know, and catering, random caterings, and and taking care of yourself, and cooking for your family and friends, it's not really that far of a, a stretch that you now own your own barbecue company. Uh, but but what I really enjoyed so far is that your nimbleness. You've had several different avenues of revenue, right? Real estate. Uh, you were involved. <laughs> you were involved in convicted violent criminals. Um, which is super cool, by the way. They were, they were, they were interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you've earned your stripes a long way, but, but let's jump back into, so, so right at the end of real estate, right? You decide, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do taxidermy. I'm going to do barbecue. That it's got, that's really got to be special. Thing, that's got to appreciate it, Darren. That's, that's, um, you don't know how much even from you that, that means so much that you recognize that in not just me, but in some of these other pitmasters. Well, and I think it's, it's um, you know, it, in my background of food science degree, no culinary school, food science degree, a lifetime of sales, purchasing, marketing, branding, restaurant management, to see people come through the system that just have a passion for food and being able to um, surpass the average individual because again, there's no training. Your training is real life. It's school of hard knocks. It's, right. it's let me make something that's delicious um, that I can sell to people. And holy crap, I just catered something and I've never done that before. That's just super cool. That's a super yeah. cool story <laughs> for the average Joe, not that you're average, but for the average Joe and says, dude, I can do this. 
right? I, I don't need to own a restaurant my entire life or come from a stock that's owned a restaurant. I can do whatever I want. And so that's just a super cool story of success where you put in the sweat, the tears, a bunch of laughter, a bunch of beer drinking, some competition, pissing some people off, making some people laugh. Then here you are sitting here with, you know, the barbecue snob, you know, on your resume, essentially saying, yeah, yeah, we're good. I'm good. I can sleep good at night. Right. I might not ever make his list, but I made an article and I'm going to mount it. I am going to mount that article on a boat paddle and we're going to put it in our, our shop. So (laughs) if you've, uh, if you're now scratching your head, wondering why a boat paddle reference was made, read the article. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in my, I mean, and this is just my humble opinion, right? We get to meet fantastic people like you and it's a privilege for us, but you know, in a world where there's so much emphasis put on pedigree and credentials and diplomas, which look is important, right? I mean, some of those things help you be successful in the corporate world. Right. But the barbecue industry is so unique. It's a family and it's stripes and it's, it's, um, what, it's respect, right? And so there's certain people who help you reach that respect. So you've done that. And my point is not, not to beat a dead, a dead horse, but my point is, that's really cool, man. No, and it is a family deal. It's not just my family with my daughter and my wife, my son or my mom, my dad, yeah. my my sister, her kids, but it's it's a family within an extension. The other pitmasters, their families. We don't get to see each other. Right. Um I'm open Wednesday through Saturday. And I'll real quick why I'm open Wednesday through Saturday. Um a very good friend of mine uh, went to college with him, and he owns uh, McKenzie's uh, Barbecue in Huntsville. Okay. Yeah. And he was uh, mentored by, um, I believe the guy's name was, and I don't want to mess this up, but he owned Bodacious okay. up in Tyler Longview area. Bodacious Barbecue. And so uh, I think his name was Jackson, maybe, Mr. Jackson. Uh, that hope, I don't know. hope that's it. If it's not, then I apologize to that family. But... Uh, <laughs> Kevin told me, um, I said, Kevin, other than don't do it, what advice, what, would you, what advice would you give me when I went into him and I and Every I pit him, master says three times, don't do it, don't do it, and then really don't do it. And he said, well, Alan, I would tell you this. I would tell you, number one, it's going to be hard to find good help. Yeah. Number two, don't be open all the time. And number three, have your grand opening on a Saturday and don't open again until Wednesday. <laughs> and I said, okay, I can do that. That's cool. So that was one of the first things that we put in our business plan was our, our schedule. I need a day. I, I choose to go to church. Yeah. And uh, so we like to go to church on Sunday. So I'm not going to be closed. I'm not going to be open on a Sunday. Sure. Um, I'm not going to require anyone that works for me to go against what they believe if they choose to worship then they can go and worship also they're not going to be forced to be at a job at work yeah yeah yeah. and so um i will uh i will do an occasional catering job or something or do something on a sunday evening but i will not require anyone to come in and help me with it i'll do it myself or i'll have my family help me sure um the uh, other part to that is uh Another gentleman in the business, um, Ronnie uh, Ronnie Weber. Okay. Uh, Breck and yeah. uh, Ronnie Weber uh-huh. from yeah, Tin yeah. Roof. We were, we were roof, visiting right? with them. Yeah, Shout out to Tin Roof. Yeah. Um, 
I was down talking to him and telling him what I was going to do and everything. And, and I said, I didn't want you to think I'm trying to do it to compete with you because it takes 30, 40 minutes to get here. So people in my neighborhood are not just leaving here by bus loads coming down here. Um, but what, what advice do you have? And he turned around and he looked at, uh, it looked, you know, the whole wall was line by line by line and it was menu choices. Mm -hmm. He said, I can't kill this. It is a monster. Don't keep it simple. Have a menu this big. Right. And I said, yes, sir. And so we don't. Now then, our menu takes up our whole wall. That's mm -hmm. because we wrote it big. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's not that much. Does if everyone you look at does it. everyone wear glasses in your family or? You just... Uh, no, just me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, That's me too. <laughs> so my wife, in fact, she hand painted all of our menus. Um, and I want to make a change on the a couple teacher. of things, but she's so mad when she has to painted over and i don't understand all the fades and the how the colors react with light because you hated stuff. art yeah because i did not uh pay attention in art class but oh man where are we going with our conversation i like you no but no but i mean you you chose what works for your life for your family for your more importantly your employees because look the first thing it says it's gonna be hard to find employees look this is not a eight hour job right working in a barbecue restaurant is long hours even when you're not the owner, right? So, and we see that often as well. So I get it. But my, my, my point is you made a decision around how could I feed the community, make great barbecue, keep employees, have some downtime for, for whatever anybody wants to do. And yeah, that's we phenomenal. Chose, we chose to, to have Sunday as a day of rest and yep. day of worship. Uh, Mondays usually spent ordering, analyzing inventory, cleaning up. Sure. Uh, you know, we're ready to get out of there on Starting Saturday prep. Yeah, because it's prep. been a sprint since Tuesday, essentially. Uh, Saturday, we're ready to get out of there. I imagine, yeah. Um, I've got some good people that work for me, but they're tired too. And I mean, you look they at go home. you look at other business models, and you can you probably know some as well. But Blood Brothers, right? So they right. shut down after Sunday. Um, they're closed Monday, Tuesday. They're like, hey, y'all crush this. See you Wednesday. Yeah. I'm thinking, man, that's their weekend, right? That's their Saturday, Sunday is, is Monday, Tuesday, but. They're at the restaurant. They're not feet up on the couch, well, wiggling toes now, in Q front of cartoons. Today. Q is on the couch today because we were down there yesterday. <laughs> I went to get a cupcake. Yeah, but not for long. I'm saying now, not all said, day. I said, dude, what are you going to do tomorrow? And he said, uh, I'm going to be sitting on the couch playing video games. So shout out to Blood Brothers. I know uh, Robin and Terry are doing the rest of it. But uh, I said, hey, we're and Packy was there too. And I said, hey. We came down here. You guys have already. Y'all don't even have any taco sausage left. Come on. It was out. Taco, they were yeah. done. They were. They That's really hot. got crushed. That's a hot one right now. They so can't he keep said, Fritos in there or taco sausage. He said, "Go to <laughs> go to Truth. They're not too far. Go to Truth." And I bet he still got some food. And so I called him, and they said, "Sure, we got. We're out of ribs." And I said, "I'll be there in a minute." Cool. Boom. So we walked. We shout out we, to Truth. We took off. Uh, and this was back to what we were just talking about about the the close knit the family yes, the family. Stuff. That's right. Um, after Vaughn left. The list came out a week or so later, and uh, I was kind of bummed that I didn't get in there. Yeah. And I was like, well, what in the heck is it going to take? Because I got some pretty good stuff. <laughs> you felt good about those two visits, right? I did, and uh, especially since he came back. And then I was like, man, that's that would be just – I would be blown away to get, on, to get on that deal. So we didn't make it. And then – but the next day, he lifted my spirits by calling me and saying, hey, I want to do an article for you. And I was like, 
okay, cool. Now yeah. I'm, I'm over <laughs> not being in the list, and uh, let's just do this article, and, and it'll be cool. And it gives you things to shoot for, too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I always want to improve. It's a challenge yeah. every day to do the same thing as good or better. Right. So the next weekend, we decide to go over and see our buddies over at Reveille. And uh, we go. Shout out to Reveille Magnolia. And we hang out with them, and, you know, we trade stickers. We get a shirt. Uh, I've got a Blood Brothers hat. And, cool. Uh, so the baby blue, the Oilers. So I got the love you blue. Man, I love, yeah, that I love that hat. I love that hat. I've got. Uh, I need to get another one. That was getting kind of. I cleaned a pit <laughs> by accident the other day. I like, see on the top of this hat. You I cleaned, it, you cleaned yeah, that one too. Yeah, Paul needs to send me another hat right there. Shout, shout out to Paul Rafino and Rafino Meats. Um, yeah, they, hats all around. Hats they, all around, they Paul. They take care of us. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so what happened? So we went to Reveille. and then we do our own little barbecue crawl on Sunday afternoons. So okay. We'll go down. We've been down to. To, uh, to Grant's. Uh, he wasn't there. Didn't get to meet him. Grant but, Pinkerton. Uh, Shout out to Pinkerton's Barbecue. Um, and, yeah, kudos to him. He just won best beef at Memphis and May. Memphis and May. Brought it yeah. back. Yeah, hook him. Uh, let's see. <laughs> we went. Come on, uh, hook him. We went. Giggle Maggie's. We went there. We went to. Where else did we go? Sam Houston State, you know, Sam Houston, you know, lumberjack you. No, man, don't don't bring that. Give us some Maggie's in this. Give us some Maggie's in here. Uh, well, we'll we'll let y'all have your fun. Um, let's see. So we go to Truth, and we walk in, and uh, there's not very many people in mm-hmm. line. The guy cutting the meat, Cole, I think his name is at Truth, he recognized me mm-hmm. from Instagram. And he didn't say anything, and I didn't say anything. I was just like, hey, man, this is great. Y'all got, what do y'all got left? And uh, so then he said, what time did you sell out yesterday? And I was like, that's cool. This dude recognized right. me. Hey, Aww. man, I, I, I get to play with the cool kids now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got recognized. And then his, his lady that was doing the sides kind of came over a little closer, and she started talking to us. And so I pulled out a sticker and a card and gave it to him. And uh, when I got to the end of the line, they gave us a sticker. And, cool. And we bought $86 worth of food and <laughs> hey, I'm, that's a number I'm familiar with. Yeah, I mean, Even but it's for good one. stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's really and, good. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, visited with them for a little bit. They were they were really cool. Um, but it's a community that we support one another. Yeah. We're not yeah. competing against those guys. And uh, even in the article that, that Daniel did for me, I told him, I said, I was tired of driving over to Corkscrew to get a good smoked meat fix. <laughs> you know, um, Start your against, own. Will's got good stuff, yeah. you know, obviously. Um, but it's too far for me to go sure. every time. There's nothing in our town. And that was one thing. Okay, here we go with our ADD again. There you go. That's Check okay. this out. So now then, by this time, Franklin's come out with his book. There's some videos and stuff available. But he is the first one that his people see when they come in his restaurant. Hmm. He cuts the meat, weighs it right there. My dad owns the building. He owns the land. I'm okay. very fortunate that that is the case. Otherwise, I could not afford to do this. So we're going with the best setup that we could get with what we had we're working with what we have and we did some interior design and some things that made our flow what we thought would work for the customers and so it's not necessarily where i want to be i want to be on the front and i'd like to have it hooked to a scale and a printer and all that stuff and that be the first thing that you get when you go by but it doesn't work right for what we have right now okay right and we'll talk about the future stuff in a minute like you wanted to um so I can see the orders as they're placed, and I'm maybe 15, 20 feet from the order counter. Yeah. But I can also, I've set it up 
this way so I can see what's going on with my sides. I can see the screen. I can see the drinks, part of the dining room, and the, the order counter. So it's all really cool. Yeah. And uh, and it's designed that way on purpose. So um, sometimes people will go sit down, and that's great. Sometimes they'll stand there. Now, sometimes they're standing there because we're carrying on a conversation. And... <laughs> Sometimes they're standing there because they're impatient and they want their dang food. Oh. We pride ourselves in, in giving somebody something that they're not accustomed to getting. Mm. They're getting good portions. They're getting uh, the best meat that we can possibly get. They're getting everything is as fresh and as made with as much love as possible. Our customers talk. I will throw stuff sometimes at certain people. <laughs> um, <laughs> we mess with a lot of people, and so that was kind of cool. But that's um, really cool. Story. And Vaughn mentioned it too in his article that people were concerned with what sides he was getting. That oh, you need to try that. They didn't know yeah. who he was. They didn't have a clue <laughs> in the world as to who Daniel Vaughn was. Right. And but they saw me spend a little extra time talking to him. And when, after he left, and I said, "Look, folks, I know y'all don't know who that was. That was Texas Monthly Barbecue Editor." And um, I was very nervous when he first came in. But I think we did a good job, and I appreciate y'all just doing y'all's thing. Yeah, yeah, being normal. And uh, they were very concerned. Well, you need to try this, and you need to try that. <laughs> and then people see something go by, and they go, what that is? What is that? Right. And they want to get that. Yeah. So that's cool. And, and then you get the true sense of what barbecue is supposed to be. It's supposed to be that community. It's supposed to be shared It's tables. that backyard, it's, that yeah. family atmosphere, yeah. the, the close-knit stuff yeah. that, that you can not eat in a hurry. It's okay to stand in line and talk. It's okay to sit at a table with someone that you didn't walk in the door with. That's right. Sit down and make a friend. So we've had just enough barbecue guests on to help educate us, right? And we've eaten at just enough barbecue places to understand what goes into making great barbecue. And so some of those, you know, proverbial questions we won't ask you today, meaning what kind of wood do you use? Uh, how long do you cook a brisket? Uh, what's the temperature? And blah, 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 right? Right. But honestly... What separates Rusty Buckle Barbecue, is, and is it Central Central Texas style barbecue? Would no. you would you call it that, or what would you call it? Oh, hold on, Connor's freaking you out. You're, da you're, you're dancing with the around. microphone, gotta, and I don't I know what's move, going man, on. Hey, get just comes, get comfortable. So get comfortable. All right, I got my feet up now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we got there this right go. again. Yeah. All right, are we still there? What do you what, how do you classify East Texas, Central Texas? It's a it's a it's just good food. It's um, a great way to describe. We it. went to. I, I have, but I have no doubt about that. But there, there, there are going to be the purest. There's going to be the Daniel Vaughn who classifies your barbecue. I, he's a, a more of an aficionado of that, and he would tell me what geographic region that style falls into. Mm -hmm. There you go. Good I'm food do what is I good do, food. You, you categorize me, you know. <laughs> I would think that. Now, keep in mind, I've only been doing this about four or five years. So I don't know all these different styles. You know, know your style. I know. You know that, Alan's style. Yeah, that's right. I know okay. good food, and if it tastes kind of like um, Greg uh, Gatlin said on y'all's podcast last time, he said if it tastes good, yeah, they'll let you know. If it doesn't taste good, they're gonna let you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you if you know what good food tastes like, then chances are it's gonna resonate with some other people. Right. And so I experimented a lot, and I tried out a lot of things. On my wife and my kid. And, um, 
My wife needs affirmation. <laughs> as, your, as your wife, she yeah, well, her gives thing you a stank is, face. Please give me affirmation that I don't weigh 500 pounds because um, <laughs> he practices. And here, try this. Try this. I'm, right. She's sick of eating barbecue oh, man. and everything else. But we had, let's see, I think that Central Texas would be more of your salt and pepper Heavy mm-hmm. pepper, post oak kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's good. And right. I like the flavor of some of the places that I had been to. Right. Um, but your beef your beef rib did not come off as peppery as other beef ribs that I've had. I, use I actually a, enjoyed that. I use a lot, a lot of pepper, but I don't just use salt and pepper. In fact, I use very little salt. Okay. In it, um, just as a just a a dust basically, uh, just to kind of get a little crust on it. And it mm-hmm. blends and pairs well with some of the other spices. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> it's getting real comfortable for our audio well, listeners. You're gonna have to check out the video. This is the first time we've seen a, a guest try and strangle the microphone. I know, right? On a hey, regular basis. I don't know what he's get doing. One of those little helmet mic. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> Eventually, like, we'll like, like, a TV, like a truck driver, like a truck driver, TV preacher, or we had. Hold that. Hold that thought. We're gonna we're we're gonna jump into. Next steps, what the future looks like, uh, all the other things you've accomplished because we want to make sure we highlight those. Any shout outs you want to do? So stick around for part three Cost of Goods Told here with Rusty Buckle Barbecue. And I think we need to get you a refill on your tea. I mean, yep. you, you damn near slurped that lime all the way through I, the straw. But <laughs> it almost fit up the straw. <laughs> <laughs> Hang tight. We'll be right back. Here's a message from Duke's Premium Meats. Thank you. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www. DukesPremiumMeats.com. Welcome back to the Cost of Goods Told podcast. We're on part three. We are here with Alan of the Rusty Buckle Barbecue Company. Rusty. Super excited to have you on, man. Hey, can I talk to Rusty, please? Uh, uh, sir, what are you selling? Because I mean, I mean, Alan. Can I yeah, there Alan, you go. Please? Yeah, Alan's here. Rusty is not here. <laughs> Uh, Alan, um, I know that we've kind of jumped around quite a bit, which is awesome, man. You know, it, it, that, that's what the podcast is all about, you know, free flowing, talking about what we want to talk about. Um, I think one part that I want to talk about real quick um, is kind of like the first time actually you and I met. Um, it was outside of your restaurant, but I think on the Facebook announcement that I did as far as like who we were having on the podcast, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I stressed it enough that you were probably one of the most enthusiastic mm-hmm. one of the most warm energetic you know i mean just he just didn't know who we were that's all he yeah like, exactly he thought he thought i was you know. what peons i mean no these are good guys they're peons yeah. but they're good guys <laughs> y'all had a, y'all had a duffel bag or a backpack or something that night. <laughs> oh you found the money you found the money good no y'all You're had good. cameras and stuff in there y'all, we, were, <laughs> we're, we were over by queuing them at the the pitmaster potluck yeah, yeah, yeah. before the yeah. barbecue yeah. festival yeah absolutely yeah, that was fun i didn't know what to do i'd ask q i said because hey, he's one of the most personable guys you'll ever meet and i said hey man um what's up with this thing that's the night before the festival he said big party he said just bring something everybody just kind of <laughs> hangs out you brought the mac and cheese 
I did some well, no, he brisket. Did, he did it? the the gringo salsa. The salsa. Oh, I remember that. Okay, okay. Did you bring yeah. beef rib as well? I did well? a beef rib that oh, night. That so we had a beef rib left over, or actually, <laughs> actually, I hid it so that I would have something to bring. Uh, thank so you. Glad. We appreciate and, that. Thank you. And, yes. and my one of my workers said, uh, Charlie said, um, "Sure, you want to take that down there?" And I said, "See how we stand up. <laughs> See how they like it." It and was you it made, was absolutely freaking phenomenal. And, uh, you made the you. media happy. Thank you. So, well, yeah. hey, got to take care of those that take care of us. Y'all can make or break us. But it was that. It was the, the actual festival and so forth. Um, and then over at, you know, the little uh, pop-up that was our, uh, at Harlem, Harlem Road. Road. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, I mean, you just, you, you've just been so personal, so so energetic, so excited about everything, too. It, it's, it's really cool to see, you know. And I'm, I'm glad you're starting to get the recognition for your product and everything. Yeah. Well, because, thank you. Yeah. I mean, everybody – ask any of the guys that were in the freaking uh, barbecue festival, and they're cheerleading you like crazy. You well, know? that, that so. really <laughs> means a lot to especially get that, that kind of welcome and that kind of uh, – props from from your colleagues basically yeah because um, we're not again we're not competing against each other uh people that like good barbecue want to go eat good barbecue mm-hmm. and they you look at the the barbecue cult people if yeah. you will that those cult people that follow barbecue some of them go to two or three different places a day some of them you yeah. know, might not it might take them a week to get there but they go and they eat at all these different places and they they show love to all of us, yeah. and that's really, really cool. Um, we're out kind of in no man's land on the northeast side of Houston, right. so uh, we don't have anybody next to us. Now, you get down here, you got a plethora of, of fine establishments down here inside the loop or, and inside the beltway, but you got to get on the outside to get close to anything. You know, you, you can't just be in my neighborhood unless you're coming to see me. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> And then I'll make sure that you're so full that you won't be able to crawl anywhere else. <laughs> um, Sold. I'll be there. We have we have a good time doing what we do. I'm very fortunate that it has taken off like it has. Um, That's awesome to see, too, that there's there's that sense of community, not just in the industry that you're working in, you know, but within the area that your, your establishment is as well, you know? The, the thing that I want most... Yeah, everybody wants success and they want accolades and they want achievements and things. What I would want the most is for my town to be proud that my restaurant is in their town. That's what I want the most. Um, And I think if we do our best every day and we answer that challenge of can we do as good or better than we did yesterday, that that it'll be there. We're we're having to educate... uh, people in general not just our local people but we're educating them on the fact that it's okay to stand in line at a barbecue place to get your food mm-hmm. well Decent good barbecue ain't cheap and cheap barbecue ain't good i would agree those are those are words that are written on a sign that we have and uh, it's been photographed quite a bit <laughs> uh, but hmm. there's there's that back to the educating people on it's all right to wait in line it's all right to pay twenty dollars a pound for Good brisket. Right. Um, I believe you're going to get your money's worth. I don't have mine hooked to a point of sale scale that's going to give you a digital readout to the 1,000th decimal <laughs> uh, and tell you how much it is. Um, but I haven't had anybody bring it back yet and say, <laughs> this is not a quarter pound. People would be surprised how little a quarter pound of meat is. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, but we don't have that problem. My sandwiches are huge. Um, 
the the other things that we do are, are pretty neat. Fucking me, and he's reeling me. Yeah, you'll be up there tomorrow. No, Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. He'll be there Wednesday. So let's let's talk about um, future. What's so what, so how how long have you been in this particular restaurant? Okay, we have been in the food industry for six months, seven months. Hey, welcome. Yeah. You haven't aged yet. What are you talking about? Um, I mean, you're, you're all in and I'm you're all, all out. And I melted since I started. October the 8th, <laughs> um, I weighed 232 pounds. Okay. And I'm not even symmetrical anymore because I stand in front of this Metro proofing cabinet, and mm. it's 145 degrees, and I open and shut it. Hundreds of times a you're day. You're bigger on your right side than you're on your no, left. No, my right side has shrunk, and so, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't even get in a canoe or I'll tump over. Um, so, you, you can know, run circles around the competition. Well, I, I look like a duck with one leg because, you know, they can't help but go in a circle. I heard IHOP's hiring. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to go there. Um, when he I, walks straight, there's like a little bit of a curvature yeah. to yeah. it, man. This is yeah. hilarious. Um, All right, let's go back. Let's go back. So, back, you said about the tables. No, we don't yeah, have yeah. long tables. Wow, we got to go that far back? No, yeah. Holy was, cow, that's, been way that's where we were. Oh, that was 10 minutes. Come on. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, so we had, I had a pretty good month, one month, and there was something on Craigslist this guy was selling, and it was like a barbecue cook team, and they were getting rid of... Six foot lifetime tables. There was fifteen of them, hmm. and like sixty something chairs, a three thousand watt amp, two giant JBL speakers, uh, three rail split cedar fence, two hundred and forty foot, two hundred eighty no, three hundred and forty foot linear feet, three rails, and uh, a tin wall and all this other stuff. You know, three coffins <laughs> full of stuff. 2500 bucks. You were all in. I was like, let's go. <laughs> I hired a moving truck. We went and got all this stuff. <laughs> so I have these plastic tables. And okay. we have some little, um, what's it? Hobby Lobby. Picnic yeah. tablecloth. No, yeah. red, white, checkered things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheap stuff. Roll Classic. it out. And Classic. it's working. And uh, then we had, we were in the barn looking for some stuff for decorations. And I said, oh, there's our table from when we first had our house up in Huntsville. Or at the lake or somewhere. Anyway, we took uh, took it out and we painted it with kills to kill all the bugs and all the stuff that was on it. The legs had been kind of chewed up, so I put some four befores underneath it. We painted them, and then I said, "We're gonna have some theme tables." So we painted that one. She painted, and it looks like the door of the General Lee. What What do you want to do? So, how, where do you see yourself? This is one of those stupid career questions they ask you. How where do you see yourself in five years? But literally, I know I know it's six six months. And I know it's taking a long time to get open, right? Coming soon. Uh, but but what do you want? Ultimately, you want to serve great food, what you're doing. You want to get some accolades, which is not on your list, but if you get it, that's fantastic. And you, and you are. What do you want to do? Five years. You want to open up multiple restaurants? You want no. to... What did what did what fifty one shaking? I'm not. What even did Wyatt Earp say in Tombstone? Let's make a pile of money and blow this joint. <laughs> no, another movie reference. I don't want to do that. Okay, but I wouldn't mind. Uh, when my wife is ready to retire and um, if things are going well and we're still, we're, we're recognized for Rusty Buckle Barbecue, yeah. then uh, we may be able to sell the location and move to a different part of the state. Hmm. But that's, you know, five, 10 years down the road, I have no idea what the Lord has in store. But what I see for the immediate future and what my father is, is um, he's on board with and he's, he's, looking forward to it he has an acre 
uh, there where our building is, and uh, we want to build a new building behind it. Okay. One that's a little larger that I can seat more than forty-five people indoors a at restaurant. one time. Another building yeah. restaurant. Okay. We want to have a restaurant in three fourths of it and a couple of offices at the end. Yeah. So that, um, because what I'm doing right now, and my parents own the building and and they own the land, I don't have to sell two hundred sandwiches tomorrow right. to keep the doors open. Sure. If I sell. 20 sandwiches, I didn't have as good a day as I wanted. Sure. But I don't want the mental pressure and the anguish and the just the frustration of you have to sell this right. every day or you're not going to be able to be open tomorrow. Right. So I don't want to grow too fast. I got you. I want to grow baby steps. I want to grow slowly. But I never want to lose touch with where we're at. Some of the other than and Kevin McKenzie's notwithstanding some of the best restaurant advice I've ever gotten shout out to Russell Yabara Gringos Chimichangas Chimichangas mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and uh, Burger Libre and all of that he has in his restaurants mismatched chairs right and that is to remind him and others where he came from because like us he put his stuff together on a budget right so our chairs don't match now we try to paint some of them and get them yeah. You know, in there, it fits but, if, the decor. but if a chair breaks and you replace it with another chair from a garage sale, then nobody knows that it's been replaced. Well, and I think it sounds like, and I haven't been, but I will be soon. It sounds like it's that atmosphere. Well, it's, I hope you're that, sooner than I was, you know, sooner getting open. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> right. I will be visiting very soon. I don't want this to that? come out in a movie version. If we have to do, you know, uh, Rusty Buckle 2, like, you right. know, that's, you know. Well, if you got room in the car, I'll just come back tonight. I mean, I, you know, there's no, uh, no, there's no reason to wait. Nothing will back in the smoke until Wednesday, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. so I'll put you to work if you come tonight. That won't be the first time that's happened. Um. I believe that. <laughs> well, I, I think Darren and I, you know, could not be happier for you and i appreciate I mean, you guys believing in me you someone being awesome. relatively newer you know october of last year yeah seven you, months so seven months mm. um to get to to get where you are and then to have the support of the community because we've talked about it where like if you're an asshole in the barbecue community pardon my french um you're, you're going to be you're going to be kicked to the curb or you're not going to be embraced like you've been embraced which has been awesome every single person is you know even jr shout out to jr uh was like you've got to get out to him he's one jr of, is know. super super yeah. and oh uh and scott sandlin came in one day he scott was sandlin, one of the yep. he was one of the 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 precursors of the barbecue cult right well he's houston food finder i believe and yep. and does some blog things and photography and then we got asked to be a part of the barbecue festival yeah and so then we were like okay we're That's finally cool. we're finally getting some recognition this is cool um, i want to do a quick shout out to yes. um uh, you ask about what types of wood and stuff that we use um with beef my beef ribs and my briskets uh those are long protein cooks they get uh, a combination of mesquite pecan and oak okay uh pellets yeah and our high-tech offset smoker, uh, also known as a Fast Eddie's Cook Shack rotisserie. Uh, <laughs> I have a 750 and a 300. <clears throat> they are computerized. They take all of the hard work out. Now then, you still have a lot of variables that, oh, sure. like the wind, yep. 
Um, it can be 80 degrees like it is now, but this wind is blowing. It's sucking the heat out of a chamber right now. Yeah. Just like it does with a Moberg or a, uh, or, or a mill scale or anybody else's pit. It's sucking that stuff out. Where I have the advantage is mine will recover faster, I think. But in some of the things in our travels before we opened and things that we were deciding on, and I've got offset smoke. I've got a big one. I, we could all six or eight of us could get in there. <laughs> but I don't want to work harder. I want to work smarter. Sure. Yeah. So these pellet smokers, along with a couple of Traegers that I have, allow me to do that in that, <clears throat> and they're a lot more economical too. Good God, if you price wood, yeah. Um, in our county, if they come out, the inspector comes out, and they see a roach or a bug in your wood pile, you have to kill it. What mm. are you going to do? Squirt with spray. Oh, now you've contaminated the wood pile. Now you've got to go get rid of that wood. And so you're shut down unless you have another pile of wood. Right. So, yeah, it's not for the purists. But I'm not in business for the purists. I'm in business to provide good people with good food, and I can do it more consistently for me. Now, what works for me might not work for the next guy. Sure. You know, and there's a lot of other good barbecue places. Yeah. <coughs> but the product is phenomenal. Everything that you've brought from, you know, the, the potluck dinner to the festival to Aura's thing. I mean, oh, everything's yeah. just been top-notch, man. Oh, that's right. So. I brought some stuff down. What did I bring that out? Peach cobbler? Uh, you had the peach cobbler. And the cookies. I didn't get a cookie, though. I didn't, I didn't get, get cookies. cookies. Yeah, I didn't get a I didn't cookie. Get a cookie no. or I got a bite of the peach cobbler. Yeah, I got I mac and cheese. You got dirty mac and cheese. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was good. So, but but we'll I did have the. We'll see you soon for all that. Oh yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. Because I, I I know my parents want. See, nuts. that's we don't waste the brisket. If I have a, a half a brisket or something left over, uh, I, I, which I would rather have a half a brisket left over, so I don't have to chop a fresh one. Right. I'll save that one and I'll chop it up the next morning, put it in the dirty, put it in the <laughs> mac. That way, we're not wasting anything. There you dirty go, mac. Um, <laughs> return of the mac. Dirty it's mac. uh. It's just, it's sensible. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, so that's good it. business practice. So where, so for those who don't know, it's crawled from under the rock. Where are you located? All right, we are just north of Houston uh, on Community Drive between New Caney and Porter. What exit? Uh, take the Community Drive exit or the 99, it's where the Grand Parkway dumps into 59. Okay. <clears throat> right now it's under construction at that intersection, so it's kind of crazy. Um, but if you type us in on... Uh, Google or Facebook or mm -hmm. something, it'll get you there. Okay. Um, it's now don't go looking for a standalone restaurant or what you might think is going to be a lit up place. It's an old brick house. Okay. We are at the east end. The the building runs parallel with the road, and we are at the east end of that building. Um, look for all the cars. Yeah, we'll do that. Absolutely. What, what about social media? Where do they find uh, us? They find media? us at the Rusty Buckle Barbecue Company on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. All the same. Rusty Buckle. Rusty Buckle Barbecue Company. Cool. Any last shout outs or anything? Oh, did we cover, we covered uh, Cook Shack. Yep. And uh, my, my parents, my wonderful wife, 51, and my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my good my good people that work for me, Cindy and Charlie and Trevor and Gabby and Felicity and Alyssa and Lindy. Yeah, we'll, we'll count Lindy in on that. And, <laughs> shout out to Lindy. Actually, and I've got the support of several people in town. Yeah. Uh, I would like to shout out to uh, Wooten Financial. Um, 
I do a lot of catering and events for them, and they also sponsor some things with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Nice, FCA, uh, I like that. And so uh, we just did a banquet for them, and Wooten Financial was the sponsor for the dinner for that. Okay, so, good. So um, they chose to use us, and uh, we've done several events for them. Um, and then our my wife's principal, Jeremy Harris, uh, works for New Caney ISD. I've done a lot of banquets, a lot of uh, teacher appreciations, um, where as long as I can cover my cost and pay my help, yep. I'm able to give back to the community like that. Yes. And so um, that's kind of cool. Wednesday through Saturday? Correct? Wednesday through Saturday. Um, 11 to sell out? 11 to sell out. Um, we started out doing 11 to 6, but we made it to 6 like once. <laughs> and so um, I had a guy that he... Um, Another good he, sign. He said he was a, a food nerd on Google and that I was running the risk of getting a poor review if somebody came up at 530 and I'm right. closed. Yeah. Well. So I immediately, I took his advice because I saw this guy's post and stuff. So I changed it to 11 to 3. Okay. And uh, we're still selling now. Worked out all right. <laughs> Vaughn's got me at 11 to 6. So... If I've still got food, I'll be there till six. But yeah. chances are you're gonna you're gonna start getting slim pickings uh, until the summer. We're gonna be open in the summer, and we'll have we'll have pretty much everything until we sell out. When we're done, we're done. It'll be fresh tomorrow. Come back. Well, Alan, A.K.A. Rusty, Mr. Rusty, can I speak to Mr. Rusty? <laughs> no, Rusty's not here. <laughs> we we really do appreciate you being on the show. We're, we're big fans of yours now, Thanks even more so uh, for the visit, and uh, we'll come and see you. Looking forward to it, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Darren. You're welcome. Course, our pleasure. Our Quick pleasure. shout out to our uh, sponsor, Duke's Premium Meats, and shout out to Beavers for hosting us here. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to our listeners. Please mm -hmm. find us wherever you uh, subscribe to podcasts and give us five star rating if you liked it. Don't put anything else if you don't. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's what I tell my people. That's right. If you liked it, tell somebody. Give us a great review. If you didn't like it, shut up. Shut up. There you go. <laughs> you heard it from the man. That's you heard it. it from Rusty himself. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com.